0: You can restart right where you are with compassion, with kindness. This is heal and restart. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Heal and Restart. My name is Rafaela Silva, and I am so glad that you're able to join me today on this new episode of my talk, my podcast. I have a very, very, very special treat for you guys today. I have my great friend uh, with me today. Her name is Sonia Pessoa. She is a dietitian, nutritionist And today she's going to be sharing with us uh, some really important and amazing information about loss and nutrition, how those two worlds interact. So I'm very, very excited to be able to uh, go on this journey with you uh, and have Sonia here to kind of guide us uh, through that process. And uh, and she's my first guest, which is very, very, very exciting. So I just want to say welcome, Sonia, to uh, my episode of my podcast. How are you? Thank you, Rafaela. It is a pleasure being here. I'm very
1: excited about uh, being part of your podcast. Very I'm doing very well.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for saying yes when I reached out to you and it's like we need to do this podcast, we need to do this podcast. So Sonia, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, just so that our listeners can kind of connect to, connect with you. Well, I'm from Bahia, one of the most beautiful cities
1: in Brazil. <laughs> you may not agree <laughs> because you're from Rio. But yes, I'm in this beautiful uh, city called Salvador. And Salvador is a city with the most African descendant outside Africa. And we have wonderful, wonderful culinary, you know, the food in Salvador, the music, the dance. So I'm from Salvador. And, you know, food was always something that I was intrigued by. And I want to learn how food could affect my body since I was a teenager. So I always Mm -hmm. like to eat well and dance. If you're coming from Salvador, music and drumming I mean something that you can see in every corner of the city. So I came here to the United States uh, with a dance company. We went to Broadway. We stayed here for two years. And I, at the time, I was going to university in Brazil to become a nutritionist. And I was able to pull some strings and transfer some of my credits here. And then when I start going to Howard uh, to become a dietitian.
0: Very good. Very good. So you've been wanting to be a nutritionist since you were a kid. So that's really a dream come true for you. Yes. Uh, you know,
1: actually, one of my dreams was, of course, to be a ballerina. But it was yeah. very, very difficult to do that in Brazil and, and go to a medical school. At the time, you have to go through some kind of exam, which was very hard to pass. And that was the two choices that I chose was medicine and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did, I passed nutrition in all three universities. So I say now the universe wants to bring me to the area with food, which is so important. You know, there is no live creature that you don't eat, so we need to. Uh, really eats every day, we can't stay without food. And I thought that was, you know, a part of what the world uh, want me to be part of this uh, foody kind of uh, people who really love to eat, but also to understand not only uh, how we should eat, but how that food affects our body
0: and help people how to understand that. Got it. Got it. And I love that because uh, one of the works that I do, you know, work with the mental part of um, helping others um, as a life coach and business coach as well. And I'm actually back in school for behavior health so that I can get my license as a therapist. Um, You know, one of the things that I always thought about was I want to be able to help others, not just in the body, you know, I mean, the mental parts, but also, you know, bring more of a holistic approach also talk about food and talk about other things that can kind of help you as a whole so you know having this conversation with you today is really exciting because i want my listeners to kind of get a complete overview that you know healing is not just your mental physical but it also involves um you know what you eat and what you put in your body and things like that um how long have you been a dietitian and nutritionist
1: Around twenty years.
0: Twenty years, wow, yes. wow. Yes. What well, would you say is the most rewarding part of being a nutritionist?
1: Be able to help people to uh, understand how food can affect their well-being. You know, we all need to eat, and as a human, we are the only creature that cooks our food. You no, know? mm-hmm. a lion, and also the only one who eats for pleasure, right? Ah. And uh, if you see some of the animals lying, mm-hmm. if they're hungry, but the food industry and you know, operates and you know, has changed that we mix this mixology of eating. we cook mm-hmm. and all kind of, oil. and so I teach people how to do that without guilt because there is a lot of guilt behind, it. and mm. and now with all these fat diets, you know and. and People want to eat uh, not because they, they know if they'll be good for them, but because they heard, for example, goji berry. Mm-hmm. So come to me and say, oh, you know, I, I spend $12, $15 in this little uh, 100 grams of uh, goji berry. But, you know, goji berry can really be that to your liver, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you eat too much. And so teach people how to eat in a normal way. You know, not so fancy, but, in our know, adjust to what your body really needs. Uh, and see people getting better because food now can be treated as a medicine. Yeah. Know, some professionals, they don't believe that. But when you talk about therapeutic nutrition, is when you eat food to heal, for example, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really affect the diabetes by eating the, the wrong type of food. There is no such a thing like bad food, good, you know. There yeah. are healthy food. Uh, but uh, if you, as a diabetic, if you eat the wrong type of food, that can really be detrimental to your health. Yeah. The same thing for people with high blood pressure, you know, or cardiovascular conditions. So be able to teach people how to use food to their um, advantage, you know, yeah. um,
0: that is that is very good. I'm um, actually to to kind of combine question. The first question you mentioned, well, you just mentioned something about there's a lot of guilt um, with eating. Why do you think that is? Why do you think there's a lot of guilt associated with what we, you know how we eat?
1: Because we live in a society that looks for shape. You know, we need to be a certain amount, a certain size. You know, we, mm. we think about BMI, which stands for body mass index. And if you're above 25, you're overweight. So you know, if you're above 30, you're obese. You look in mm. a certain way. So everybody wants to fit to what society says that is normal. Uh, and then when you think about about calories, so if you eat, for example, a scoop of ice cream, they may have 250 calories. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much empty calories, you No, know, taking away a little bit of the, the, the calcium and the protein from the milk, but it's tons of saturated fat and sugar. So people who have knowledge in, and always... And I, about. Mm-hmm. I just ate this scoop of ice cream, my God, now I have this amount of fat, this amount of sugar, so that actually is not good for your well-being, and I have, mm-hmm. because, because they are constantly thinking about what they're going to eat, or feeling bad about what they eat.
0: Got it, so it's more of a standard, that society, society says
1: is normal, it's like standard. Yes, what is You should eat or not should eat. Oh, my God, you're eating this big handball. Oh, my God, you might be unhealthy. You, know? you, you don't have good, good uh, eating habits. And that is why people really feel guilty about eating yeah. uh, the and way they do. Like big, in, to... big plates. Now we have the plates. Usually we base the guidelines in a pyramid. Now it's in the plate. So the new plate should be half of your plate, vegetables, the other half, mm-hmm. one quarter should be protein, which is supposed to be lean protein and one quarter whole grains uh, carbohydrates. And so if you eat half of your plate in carbohydrates, you're not conforming to what in our society uh, expects you to be eating. So that is the guilty.
0: Got it. Got it. That makes a lot of sense because we're eating, thinking about what's going to happen to our
1: body. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, I, not, and I'll be honest with you. As a dietitian, uh, it's tricky because you know there is a lot of things that I know. You know, in terms of size, calorie, because this is what I do for a living. But I don't really concern that much about that. I always think that if you eat eighty percent good, you can do twenty percent as long as you exercise. You know, that you have to combine those two. But as I see at work or any venue that I go that people know I'm a dietitian, they're watching to see what I'm going to eat, you know? And it's like, oh my gosh, she's a dietitian, but she's eating the piece of cookie. Oh my gosh, she's a <laughs> dietitian, but she's not vegetarian. <laughs> and I, I suffer with that because I'm not a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And I like meat. So, you know, I do one vegetarian day a week. Uh, But I'm not a vegetarian, so a lot of people expect that if you're a dietitian, you should be a vegetarian, you know, or see your portion size, you know. I love bread, and even my friends say, Mm. oh, my God, your dietitian loves bread. I say, yeah, because it's not the bread that is bad. It's what you put on the bread, you know, it's the butter, it's the cheese, it's the jelly, you know, and also what type of bread are you eating? And uh, people always watching and actually criticizing you, if I may, as a dietitian, and some of them look to see what you're eating so they can eat too, mm-hmm. and some of them just to say, oh, my God, no, she's a dietitian. She's telling us about all of this, but she's eating the ice cream <laughs> too. So, yeah, it is, it is interesting.
0: And, and it's a great topic you brought up because people are looking at you as a dietitian. They're like, okay, let me see what she does and so that I can do it too. If, if she does, that means it's okay because she's a dietitian. Uh-huh. How does that, how does that play into it? Cause there's a lot and then we can talk and then we can start talking about grief in just a second, but I just kind of, now that made me want to think about, cause there's a lot of people because now we're living in a world where everybody is celebrating veganism. And I used to be a vegan for three years. Um, but how do you, cause you know, there's a, there's a group that says veganism is the answer. And then there's another group that says carnivore who would just eat straight meat uh, I have a friend, I think you you might know who he is too, but we won't mention his name here. Um, but he's a capoeira guy and, uh, and he is a carnivore and he only eats meat. He eats nothing else. And he makes a claim that eating meat only has healed his body from all kinds of sickness and disease. So how do you determine what is good or, not, I don't say good, what is, what is the proper diet for this person or that person? Because if, if someone is saying, I got healed from just eating meat, and then someone says, I just got healed from just being a vegan, how do you determine that for, for people?
1: Everything has to be individualized. Now, there was a time where you have one standard diet or prescription or treatment, but now we see that people different. We're all different. You you mm. come from the same mother and father, but you feel different. So you have to individualize, and it, also there is the placebo effect. You know, mm-hmm. if you believe that mm. piece of meat will heal, that will probably heal. So I like to take in consideration the client because nobody knows their body more than the client does. Mm-hmm. So you know what effect I may come with book experience and telling that this is what. It's going to happen, but you know better now this doesn't work for you for me so I always like to get research-based information mm-hmm. and kind of mix with what the client is saying and try to work in um, individualized therapy. We know that vegan has been proven that has helped decrease glucose level mm-hmm. you know? because again, when you eat meat, especially if you eat fat meat, saturated fat. You know, too much fat increase glucose and and also you end up having when you diabetes, when you have diabetes, you will predispose for so many other conditions, you know, heart conditions, obesity, you know, kidney kidney problems. So when you have all of the fatty meat consumption of saturated fat, they also can end up in uh, something called the syndrome X, is mm-hmm. when you have all this commodity together diabetes high cholesterol and you know we all have studies that prove but if you if you don't like to be a vegetarian if you don't like vegetable, how am I going to tell you to eat vegetables and be a vegetarian mm-hmm. so you know you have to take steps okay you include this vegetable maybe one day like me one day I do that uh, try to look for other sources of protein. But if you're telling me no, I, I only eat meat, let's look uh, your vitamins, your minerals level. Mm-hmm. Let's do a blood exam and see, you know how uh, your vitamin C, how your potassium. Because you know we there is no food that is perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. We need
1: all food together. We need all the micros and the meat. So we need protein, carbohydrate, fat minerals and for our body to work properly so you have to go in individual base by base case
0: got it i love it thank you because i always yeah. got so confused like what what do i do I, I really enjoy being a vegan and i do like meat too but you know i'm trying to start to and when you said just now you know your body more than anything else like I start, I'm starting to listening to my body and not denying myself of things. I'm like, okay, this is what my body is asking for. I'm gonna go and eat it. Um, so I don't have this restriction anymore that like I get used to. Like, no, Kim, do this because I'm this, or I can't do that because I'm that. <laughs> so, I, I think
1: um... I think flexibility is the key. Mm-hmm. Flexible. I I have a diet that I follow, not diet for saying, but when I say diet, that doesn't mean that you follow a diet to lose weight, but what you eat. But if I'm in a place that I have to eat something else, I will do it, you know? If I, I exercise every day, but if I'm in a situation that I can't do, so you have to be flexible, you know, and try to always look for what can be best for you and based on what you have. If you have a hmm. table that they only have meats, well, what is the least uh, fatty one that I can have, you know? If you have soup that has cream base and tomato hmm. base, which one I picked? So, being flexible uh, can be helpful, too, uh, for, for you and, uh, I mean, for anybody. I have a, a one of my co-workers, he's, mm-hmm. this person is actually a co-worker, but he's some kind of volunteer, and he's a vegetarian, and by mistake, he took the wrong uh, meal and he ate a, a beef lasagna, so he mm-hmm. came to me very angry that he was deceived, and you know, because he got this, and I said, well, have you read what he received? You know, you cannot blame someone who may not be aware of your choice. And have you read? No, but I, you know, I thought I was getting the right one, and I ate, and now I'm eating, I'm feeling. So he has all these, mind. You know, mm-hmm. that was actually interesting. He put in his mind that he was getting sick. You know, because mm-hmm. our mind is so so powerful. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I say, relax, drink water. You know, you're not gonna die because you ate. I I couldn't understand if it was a condition that if you eat certain food you can die, but by choice you decide to be vegetarian. may, and he said he haven't eaten meat in twenty years. Well, your body may respond a little bit different because you haven't seen that, but it doesn't mean that you're gonna die. So. Yeah, you know, people. He got all ex- I- I scared, and then he came back the next day. He said, "No, thank you very much. No, actually, that tastes good. I haven't tried it." So <laughs> it's what it's what we, you know, put in our mind. You know, yeah. so if you if you a vegetarian, but okay, let me try. I understand people who has never eaten meat before, but if you decide to be a vegetarian for modism, you know, if you, one day you try, it's not gonna make you sick. Yeah.
0: You're right. The mind is uh, whatever you think about it, say, you know, uh, as a man thinketh, right, we be we at some point we begin to manifest those thoughts. So it's important to uh, be mindful what's in our minds, you know, what we're thinking about and and what's happening to our bodies as we're doing it. So um, switching gears a little bit. I know one of the things that I did want to talk to you about today is but I kind of want to to get an introduction about food and nutrition and the importance of it um but one of the things that i want to talk about with you because we had this discussion um separately um you know it's uh, the impacts of how does loss and grief impact your nutrition your day-to-day food can you tell us a little bit about how does what happens with someone is dealing with grief or have lost someone recently? Can you tell us a little bit about how does that impact food, like how we eat? Yes, definitely.
1: I mean, especially for the past two years you now, I guess everybody has, in way or the other, has been touched by death, by loss, by grief, mm-hmm. uh, and, and not necessarily death, but a lot of people lost jobs, mm-hmm. uh, and that also can put a lot of stress, and you know to a certain degree, lead you to a little bit of depression, anxiety. And they're facts uh, because when you said, sad, when you you crying, when you lost someone, when you're grieving, you don't feel hungry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have experience uh, uh, being cold when you have a flu, when you have a cold, you don't feel hungry. It's amazing how you can go the whole day without eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing we, when you under stress, or when you're grieving, you just lose the interest in your p- appetite, it's very low. And, and when you do it, the food of choices are usually sugar, you know, uh, because again, sugar increase endorphins, dopamine that give you the sense of happiness. Mm. And by doing that, you're getting malnourished because you're getting sugar, you increase all your sugar level, which increase your insulin. But you're not really getting anything uh, nutritious in your body. So it is very important to be aware of the signs because some spend the whole day not eating. Uh, or mm-hmm. eat water. And so be aware that, you know, yes, I haven't eaten in five hours what I'm going to eat. Well, let me make a soup, you know, or let me have some fruits instead of just get a piece of chocolate. You know, a mm-hmm. piece of cake because it's what uh, people usually choose, something that is sweet uh, to drink, to eat. You know? okay. And that can take weeks. Uh, I recently have gone through that, and as a dietitian, it was easier for me to to see the signs, to find out the triggers. Uh, and also say, hey, what a minute! What are you doing? You know, and it's easier also because of my knowledge to know what I'm gonna eat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't hungry, it but me. eat something that wasn't nutritious. Um, especially if you live by yourself, you know, you don't, don't have mm-hmm. anybody that you say, hey, you haven't eaten or to eat with you. So mm-hmm. that can be very dangerous because depending on how long you stay in there, you can become anemic, you know, because your iron level can go down, you're not eating protein, you know, and you may end up increasing your sugar level uh, too much, you, carry, you know, cavities, uh, diabetes, a sort of uh, issues that can, that can cause uh, constipation because you're not eating fiber enough. Mm. You know?
0: That's interesting. And I wanted to point out, I know we were dealing, of course, the impact of, of, um, losing someone and especially, like you mentioned, the past two years, not only we have seen personal losses, you know, people that are, that we know that either lost their lives to, uh, to COVID, um, but also the impact of actually watching the losses of lives in total, um, in the country people that you might not have known but the, still so there's this impact this fear that you know uh you like we're losing part of humanity um but i also want to talk you know mention that loss doesn't necessarily have to be with someone that passed away or like you mentioned loss of a job it could be a small loss too it could be uh the loss of something that's you know i don't know you lost we're dealing with loss every day, I think, in the smaller yeah. scale, um, but it is a loss, and sometimes we don't know that we're grieving. So it's interesting to pay attention to what your body again is asking. Like you mentioned, like when we go to through loss, we eat sugar, like you said, and because it increases that happy hormone. So it's, I think, it's a good. I guess it's safe to say, you know, and start to be mindful of what you're think, what you're dealing with. Is there any loss? Even if it's a small loss on your day to day life and how that is impacting what you're choosing to eat, um, so I wonder if that has any correlation to small losses as you know as we're choosing um, these, uh, making the choices what we eat. So uh, I
1: think that? I think uh, again goals based on individuals. There are some people who lose. Uh, family members, Mm -hmm. and they are able to come out of the, the area of darkness, I call area of darkness, Mm -hmm. really quick, uh, because they accept, that is the thing, accepting faith, accepting things that you cannot change, because Mm -hmm. no one in the world has found a way to, you know, go around death and bring anybody who died to Mm -hmm. life. Or no one who really knows and say, you know, he's doing this, he's doing that. So, you know, talking about religion, people have different uh, thoughts and beliefs. Mm -hmm. But when you go through the psychological, uh, physiological pain that someone goes through, it's easier for one people, you know, for someone to the other. So some people, they can go through that quickly. Uh, Or could be someone that takes longer healing from uh, a divorce, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, It would be a difference of degree of pain if you lose a son that is 10 years old, uh, or lose uh, someone that was 90 years old. They mm-hmm. you know hey, he lived everything. He just died. In his sleep. Or someone who just got someone brutal killed. So there are different death is death, but I think that also impacts how you feel based on the type of death and who you are, yeah. how you see death, um, and and also could be someone that you know lost. The husband uh, for to divorce or someone who lost a job. You know, I know people who got really ill because they lost a job and they have two kids and they don't couldn't really provide for them. They they, they have to pay for rent and they having to live. Mm-hmm. So that is really stressful situation. And then when you have the stress hormone cortisol playing a role in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and you comes with all these other stress hormones, uh, adrenaline, endorphins, you know, and also they affect your sleep mode. Mm-hmm. So you're not really sleeping well uh, because you may not produce enough melatonin because mm-hmm. you may not eat you know, You know, the melatonin is the hormone of sleep. So you need to have serotonin, uh, which is a precursor of tryptophan. Mm-hmm. And tryptophan, you can, special turkey. So if you're mm-hmm. not eating, if you're not eating protein and you're not really producing tryptophan, then you're not able to really produce enough melatonin. So you're not sleeping well. Got and it. you know, the sleep is so important to us. Is when we really rest our, our body, do go to all those, especially if you work out is when your body kind of grows, you know, again, yeah. relax. So that is a cycle of uh, dysfunctional imbalance in your body. Mm-hmm. And you may not even think about you not even care about it. And no. like I say, if you, if you live alone, that is even worse. And one of the life cycle that is more affected is elderly. Mm. Uh, I is what I do. I work with elderly for one 20 years. I love work is one of my specialties. And it's, it's part when you look in uh, the life of the elderly. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a high respect, you know, because mm-hmm. when you live alone, you feel so lonely, loneliness, you know, depression, you know, and you may just get yeah. home and go to sleep and you may, you're so frail that you don't have the energy to cook and you don't care to do that. And even us, you know, that when I'm back home, when I'm in Brazil, I gain weight, I eat more because I have my mother cooking, you know, when we, the lunch lunchtime, dinner time, there are seven people, seven people on the table, everybody's eating, talk, so you may eat more. But when I'm here by myself, if I come home, I may just have a salad because again, you by yourself, you don't have the time, yeah. and you eat less. So every time I go to Brazil, I end up gaining weight. But uh, this is one uh, reason, and this is why it's so um, it's scary to have seniors living alone. And, why, and that is why it's so important for the, the family member to at least pick them up during the weekend or go out with them to eat or show up in the house at least for dinner so they feel like they have someone. Because it is also social. Yeah. Now you, talk, you, you know, you talk, you can talk to someone, you know, you talk about food and, and you try this and you try that. But even cooking for yourself is difficult. Uh, because I live by myself, so if I cook, as much as I want to do something small, you end up doing more, you know, Then what is a little bit for you. And it's not the same when you cook for three, four people. So that is very important to um, the factor of being alone is also another criteria
0: for malnutrition. Mm. You know? It's interesting you said you you so many great things in there. As you, as you were talking, I was thinking about so many different things. Uh, but I want to point out some things that you said, um, starting with the social aspect of food. Uh, and I think that, you know, because uh, we both uh, grew up in Brazil and as a kid, we our foods were everybody sat down at the table at the same time. We grew up with, the you know, with families eating at the same time. And I don't I don't ever recall as a kid, you know fixing a plate for myself and going to the room and eat or watching TV and eating. Everybody mm-hmm. sat that down at the table to eat. It uh-huh. wasn't, you know. So it's funny when I came to the United States, um, you know, my mother had to work late and my stepfather, um, you know, did his own thing. Like he would actually have this little table he would put in front of TV and eat. He stood in a room. So I ended up, you know, developing this idea of eating in my room, you know, and so it's interesting because again, and, and I think it goes back to and I'm sure you know about this mindful eating, you know, just being present mm-hmm. with your food and not like being distracted um like most people are when they're eating, and how that can actually impact um but one of the things that i you, you talked about um like the you know, certain things that you're not. Um, Putting your bio, like type you say titrophen is that what it's called Titrophen. Tryptophan, tryptophan, tryptophan. So it's mm-hmm. interesting, um, and I wanted to kind of quickly share a personal story that I have. When I lived in in Georgia, uh, I remember I lost this contract, and I was so upset because the contract uh, was part of you know it was it was a big contract that I had, and it was the 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 contract that was actually paying my my big bills, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so when I lost the contract, I remember I was just so upset and I wanted and I fought for it. Like, no, I got to keep this contract. I got to figure something out. And I didn't get it. I just I didn't I didn't get to keep the contract. And I got my body went under stress in such a level that I began to drink. Um, I used to like these little uh, these little what do you call those? Uh, they're not beer, but they are like a, a malt beverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of these little dikery things that you buy in a little can. And I got hooked to it because I used to put them in a the freezer and I would just drink them. And I would drink them all the time. And it made me feel like calm. Like I used to calm down. But what it did, but what it was doing is at the same time, it was impacting. It, it impacted my body so much, the stress and that drink that I ended up in a hospital uh, with shingles. My body, my nervous system just shut it down. And so it's interesting that as you were talking, I remembered that part uh, because I wasn't really eating. I was doing, I was dancing. I was teaching dance. You know, people might've looked at me and said, oh, she looks healthy, you know? But my body was in havoc, you know, because I just didn't know. I just didn't feel hungry, you know? And all I wanted to do is just, all I wanted to do was drink, you know? So my question to you is, how many of your clientele, for example, that come to you to help them with the nutrition?s how many of them are dealing with grief that they have never dealt with?
1: Recently, again, because of pandemic, that has increased. Mm-hmm. I had a client, she's actually Brazilian. And when I met her, I, I guess both of us crying because I'm, I'm very emotional. And when you go through uh, something, that your client has gone through to you have the energy, you know, and you feel the pain. So that was before um, my nephew passed, but I mm. had a, a, a fiance who who was killed. Mm. And I was very young, I was seventeen years old when that happened. Mm-hmm. And she came to me with all her um chemicals or levels Mm. So low, high, very discompensated. And so, before anything, of course, she wants to lose weight, but I say, you no, know, before anything, you need to fix your iron level, increase your potassium, all of that stuff. And she started talking to me that her husband died. She, had, she said there was, she was married for 25 years uh, with him, and that was the love of her life. And one day she woke up and he was gone. He slept, he died in his sleep. And after that, she couldn't function anymore. She lost her job, she was in bed, she said she gained a lot of weight, she couldn't eat. For two years, she was extremely, extremely depressed and incapable to function as a woman, as a human being. And took all this time and her family because one thing that's very important when you're going through a process like that is mm-hmm. to have your family or your spouse or your friend uh, support. Uh, so her two kids start to really looking for professional uh, therapists to go to her room because she said she didn't even get out of her bed just to go to the bed. And she says sometimes she spent one week without taking shower, you know, mm-hmm. and that is a sign of a clinical depression, not yeah. comb her hair, not do anything. So they were bringing therapists to her home, to really talk to her. And I think some of her husband, family member come and talk to her. And she started to get better. And when, after two years, she say, enough is enough. I've been hurting too much. I need to change, start changing. And then when she heard about me uh, for being a Brazilian, so she wants to, to talk to me. So we sat down and we didn't really talk about nutrition during that appointment. It was hour and a half. And I start share with her what I went through when my uh, fiance died. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that was almost similar to her in terms of everything. I was like a cadaver walking. I, I couldn't finish uh, my school. I, you know, so we have so many in common. We actually embrace ourselves and we cry. So there may not be a professional way of dealing with the client that is going to a situation like that, or they may not be the right way of doing some professional. This is why you look for someone that is on the other side of the table who brings no personal emotion to help you to deal with your emotion. But because I went through that situation, because she was a Brazilian like myself, I just could not bring me to her shoes. And that helped her more than if I have sat down and give her some uh, nutritional advice. And after that, of course, we work on her issues. And I told her that I was going to start cooking because there is another part of the business that I have people who come to me with diabetes and some of condition. I I not only plan the menu but I cook for them because it's easier to have the meal already planned. And that's what we did. You know, for two months, eight weeks, I was cooking her meals because she also wants to lose weight and get some muscle. And I was able to get a personal trainer because exercise is also very important. You know, because when you exercise, you bring the hip hormone to a high level, you No, know?
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: So that was, she was, uh, she needed to do it. And it's amazing how sometimes talking to someone can help. Yeah, and uh, you say something about alcohol, and uh, that is something that happen a lot. Some people get into drugs, or it is something that I have not uh, have any clients going to there, not that I know of. That is more complicated to come out. But a lot of people start with a glass of wine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then two, and three, and uh, there was something that that happened to me too. I mean, you know, uh, you have a beer, and then you have two beers, you feel better, and then say, no, wait a minute." You know, because what happened is, uh, you drink socially when you're in a good mindset to go out with friends you have a bill too. But when you start drinking, when you can barely eat or you can concentrate, it's not healthy because, you know, we all know the alcohol is addicted, and yeah. you may drink one or two drinks and you forget. But then when you wake up, you're back to the same situation. Yeah. That means tomorrow you're gonna drink three or fall, you know, and they're only gonna lead you to more problems. So that is it's complicated and you need to cut. And one thing that I did is like, I don't want anything in my house, no beer, nothing. So everything that I had, because you know, every time I go to Brazil I bring beers for from Brazil for friends, I took everything out of the refrigerator. Nothing. And I wasn't buying alcohol, you know, because otherwise you end up Having one drink, two drinks, three drinks, and even if you don't become alcoholic, but then you end up creating a habit of drinking every day, and you know we all know that drinking every day is not healthy, you no. Know?
0: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that. I definitely want to vouch to that because I was doing that, and I also stopped buying alcohol uh, because I know if if there's something that happens, I go to that stressful situation thing is like oh let me just have a drink so I can calm down <laughs> you oh, know I mean? yes, um, yes so I started to find other ways to like what can I replace that you know of course me doing the work that I do these days I now I have the tools um to know what to do you know when I do go into that stressful situation just like you said you know when you dealt with your with your laws you have the tools in order to remind yourself, okay, I need to eat, even though I'm not hungry. So I also have now the tools when I'm going through a stress situation, I no longer think about alcohol, right? Um, I think I have the tools to deal with, um, you know, with what I'm dealing with, right? So, um, you know, which kind of leads us to my next question uh, that I want you to talk a a little bit about uh, with us as we're talking about tools, gaining tools, because we're always, we're always going to deal with some sort of stressful situation in our lives. There's no way for us to avoid that because life happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're putting together a course that's coming up uh, that is going to talk about loss and how impacts our nutrition, can you tell us a little, just a little bit about, not just give everything <laughs> out, but just tell us a little bit about what the course is about and, and, and what, what is the intent of, of you know, what is, what is people going to gain from that course? Yes.
1: Uh, you know, uh, September 2020, I lost 21. I lost my nephew, which I actually raised as a son and adopted as a son. He was killed. He was 27 years old, and that was devastating, and still is devastating. And I went through a lot of pain. Uh, my whole family now. My mom, who raised him, uh, is still really uh, sick, uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, and. I just want to. It was very difficult for me, you know. I stayed in Brazil for a while, and then I came back, and I, I had responsibility. I had to go back to work. Coming back by myself, I, I was able to heal with friends. Family is one of the best medication that we can have for any, any, any kind of conditions. Uh, be at my hometown, be at the water, look for nature because I love the water. So I did a lot of the nature healing, going out in in the water, be at the beach, uh, walking, exercise. You know, mm. uh, I love dancing, so that was something that I couldn't do it because dancing resemble happiness, music. So I still had that the block and and the, the food. So I lost a lot of weight. I became anemic, and then I realized, I said, no, I can't have that happen because you know I, I'm going to be a hypocrite, talk to my clients. And I work with seniors, and I love my seniors, mm-hmm. and it's like, I need to be good for them. So I want to help people who are going through the same uh, process that I went, and I'm still going through, and doesn't have the same knowledge, because one thing that helped me was the knowledge of being a dietitian, mm-hmm. uh, to see the triggers to see where I was going through and realize, hey, this is wrong. So I want to be able to help people who may not have the knowledge or the even willpower to say, no, enough is enough. Because mm-hmm. there is a lot of other factors involved, you know, that is the psychological factor now that you're going to your know, how your spirituality is, you know, how you feel to, with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I will talk about that part um, also the nutrients that can help improve your moods, you know, mm-hmm. foods that can help improve your moods, uh, the minerals, the vitamins, the soap supplements, uh, doses of them, you know, give uh, ideas of uh, like a simple menu you know, mm-hmm. that you can do to help yourself uh, eat better and talk a little bit about alcohol to how alcohol can impact in a, in a bad way or in a good way, if you may, uh, to your loss. Talk about exercise, you know, and give my experience, you know, because it's something that I went through and how, what works for me. And, you know, and just telling people to to learn how to deal with it and how to get out of the situation. Because once you get malnourished, there's so many issues that they, they can have, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, loss of hair, nails, your skin, skin problems. You know, you get anemic. You know, it's, uh, even the stressful, night sleeping, uh, chance of develop other conditions such as diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, even because uh, there is a um, a grand, uh, a big amount of uh, a large amount of population who has. Uh, cold so, but they don't even know because you know, the virus is right there is dormant. Like say when you get stressed out to get the shingles and how those things can break out you know, conditions <laughs> that can break out because of the stress, because of the wrong
0: nutrient that you're missing. You know. Got it. So, Got it. That's going to be an amazing course. I'm actually really looking forward to it because I think it can also help again, people might not even know that they're still grieving certain things even though, because people think, oh, time has passed, but I believe the grieving sometimes can still be there. Um, so I think it's going to be an amazing course because I think nutrition and food is, I think is, I think is the number one thing that's really part of our lives. Like, like you can say, people can't live without food, and so um, I think this course is going to be amazing because it's going to unlock so many things that people might be dealing with and they don't even know. And, and that food is going to, you know, those right types of food, like I say, foods that can enhance your mood, um, you know, is definitely going to be a, a big factor. Like, I think we all, we want, we all want that, you know, what, what can make us happy besides ice cream <laughs> and <laughs> cake, right? So it'd be yeah. great to know what those foods, those nutritional foods are that can also give us that same, you know, excitement and things make our body feel good. Uh, without really causing any damage um, to our, you know, organs and things like that. So tell us where we can find more information about you, because uh, I know you don't have anything out yet. I know you didn't mention that. Uh, but when when should we anticipate the course, and where and where can people find you?
1: It's, it's going to be around the summertime, pretty much in June, during mm-hmm. July, because I also play in a festival, and I'm kind of gauging my energy for this festival in June, but like beginning June, uh, uh, end of June, beginning of July, uh, you can email me at samba at gmail.com. Uh, N as in S, U as in Ugly, T as in Thomas, R as in Robert, I as in Isla, S as in Sam, A as in Apple, M as in melody, B as in boy, A as in apple. Because I'm also a samba dancer. So the two things that I love the most is samba nutrition. So I made this uh, <laughs> uh, email, NutriSamba at gmail.com. And also uh, through my uh, Instagram page, which Sonia Pessoa RD, R's and Robert, Diaz and David. Uh, you can email me and I can put you on the email list and send you more information.
0: Very good. Very good. That's awesome. And I will also be sharing with everybody on my Instagram. Also, when she puts the course out, I'll let everybody know and let my folks know as well. Uh, and Sonia and I, we met through Samba, <laughs> So we yeah. together. We known each other for many, 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 many years. I think I lost count now, Sonia. we're yes. 20 something years, we known each other. So uh, so if you are in the D.C. area, uh, you can definitely also, if you want to learn some, but we're of the dance world. Sonia is also putting together a festival uh, that she puts out every year. It's an amazing festival, you guys. Um, you want to tell us a little bit more about your festival as well, Sonia?
1: Yes, the, the name of the festival is Festival Afro-Bahia, and it's about the culture of Bahia, which is entangled with the African diaspora. So I bring people from, guests from Bahia. We have dance workshops, drumming, capoeira, which uh, for those who never heard about is a, I don't like to use the name martial art, but it's what everybody ends up saying. And I rather say it's a dance fight, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, from Bahia. And we also do panel discussion. And uh, the the food, the tasting is delicious, food tasting. Uh, And we always end with a concert. Uh, because of the pandemic, has, I have to change the whole concept of the festival because we are not really able to bring anyone now from Brazil. A lot of the, those guests, they don't have visas. The visa has expired mm-hmm. and they are not really ga- given any visa until November. Uh, also, dealing with the food has became, become a little bit complicated. So I am going to do a virtual uh, first of all, with this year, I want to honor the power of water. No one lives without water. Mm-hmm. And how important water is to mankind and also to the religion of uh, African matrix uh, called Candomblé. So we're going to start on June 10th, which is uh, Saturday with the panel. And then Saturday, Friday, sorry, uh, and then Saturday, the 11th we will have workshops, or virtual workshops. So,
0: um,
1: yeah, I, my website is uh, festivalafrabire.org if you guys want more information.
0: And you guys have been part of the festival a few times, and it's amazing. Let me tell you, if you're if you've never done it, either the virtual or in person, both of them, you're going to learn so much. This woman here brings so, such great people to come and talk, um, special about the diaspora and also, you know, Brazil. So if you are interested in learning more about Afro-Brazilian culture, she brings some, she does bring it to the table. She really does an amazing job with these festivals and each year, I love it. And um, each year you learn something so amazing about Brazilian culture and Afro-Brazilian culture. So uh, I will definitely be posting it on my Instagram as well. When the time comes around but Sonia I want to I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me today this is such this is so good <laughs> <laughs> um, I've learned so much uh, and I think my listeners are going to really uh, be excited about this uh, and and I'm so looking forward to the course I'm looking forward to the festival this year sounds like you have some really amazing things ahead and I'm so thankful what you're doing, and I'm so thankful that you decided to do this course because, you know, people really do need help. They really need to really understand how food really does impact our bodies. So I want to say thank you uh, again for joining me. Is there anything you want to kind of say, Want any parting words you want to tell our listeners?
1: Well, first, I want to thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I was a little bit also Anxious to do it, and it was very nice to to share with people. It's always good to share knowledge, right? Because we always learn every time you teach, you learn. And I'm always happy to pass on the information that I have about nutrition. and uh, And I thought this morning is something that everybody is going to, in one way or the other. So was I was happy to be part of. And we didn't really go to anything about exercise, um, but exercise is also very important. Walking is one of the best exercises you can do. I did my walk today. I walk from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And it's wonderful because if you want to really lose body fat, is how you lose that little belly, you know, uh, is by exercise, low aerobic uh, intensity exercise. And I only... There, but walking, you see, especially if you're walking near you the water, you, know, you can hear the bird singing, you can see the trees. So try to exercise every day and take a time for yourself. There is no job or relationship or anything that can take your peace away, you know, because if you're not balanced, you cannot help anybody. Remember, when you're in the mm-hmm. plane, they tell you. Put the mask on you before <laughs> help somebody. So yeah. you should always think about yourself and take a time to relax. And walking and dance are two great ways to relax.
0: Very good, very good. Well, yeah. thank you, and, and I definitely sign under with the dance. Um, <laughs> um, Sonia, thank you again. Again, you guys, you wanna um, find Sonia. Sonia, can you tell us your Instagram one more time?
1: Sonia Pessoa.
0: R D R is as in robert D as in dave uh, that's for regist- Edson, yeah for registered dietitian very good so that so we can find her on instagram and i will actually put a a, a tag her when i put this on online you guys and also she you can send us an email at nutrisamba at gmail.com correct correct yes right, very good so again thank you so much um I definitely want to bring you back to talk about some more things, and I definitely might want to do maybe a live with you uh, when it's closer to the uh, course date so that people can maybe interact with you a little bit and also sign up for the course, uh, those that are interested. All right, you guys, this is our episode. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. This is the episode for today. Thank you for joining us, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.